0: Yo, it's Aslan, everybody. Again, here to ask one favor quickly. If you listen to us on an Apple or iOS device and you use the podcast app, search for Wake Up War Chant on the podcast app. You'll see two results. Download the one on the right. Uh, that's the one that's got more ratings and reviews. If you tap on it, they both look identical, but the one on the right actually has more ratings and reviews. Please subscribe, download off of that one. If you can't, if it's giving you problems for some reason, don't even worry about it. Don't sweat it. It's fine. We're not trying to make anybody's life difficult. It should be pretty easy. Tap on that, subscribe. But if you could do that, that would be great. Pick the one on the right. That's the one that's got more ratings and reviews. We certainly would appreciate it. Let's get to the show. From Sally to Cali,
1: it's time
2: to wake up. Wake up. Wake up, wake up. WarChant.com
1: is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up WarChant, presented by Corner
0: Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, pocket.
1: Now here's WarChant.com's ass on Hunch of and
0: Corey Clark. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up, Board Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, breaking down what Coach Norvell and the coordinators had to say about Wake Forest. Tuesdays with Tom, and, you know, just general, general stuff when it comes to Florida State. That's what we do on the show. Wake Up, Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, Appalachia Parkway. Go check it out. It's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday all day. Not just a lunch special. All day, get delicious tacos and play some Trivia. But assemble a worthy team hmm. because it's tough to win out there, especially when Corey's around these parts. But I don't know where Corey's going to be. Corey's um, always in and out, in and out, in and out. But uh, his, his heart's always at the corner Pocket Bar and Grill, though, yes?
1: Correct. Yeah, that's that's my people. That's my place. That's where I like to go. I will not be there for trivia. Um, <sighs> making a run up to Atlanta after uh, after we record headlines today. Um, uh, hopefully I will be back on Thursday. Um for a game on Saturday, hmm. that would be that would be that's the idea. Hmm. But even if there's no game, even if a hurricane does hit, you're still going to want to go to quarter pocket gang.
0: Yeah, hunker down there. Yeah, absolutely. Hunker down. Uh, as of the recording of the show, yes, the game is indeed still on. Uh, we'll monitor that, and uh, you'll know the first thing over at wake, or rather at WarChant.com, which remains one dollar for how many more days? Corey, my math fails me. Three Four? more days.
1: Four, I think. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday to Saturday. Saturday is the last day, I believe. Mm. So I think he got four days left.
0: Uh, shout out to our guy, Austin Green. I think apparently he did actually sign up. He, yeah, he sent me the screenshot, confirmed it. 2.30 in the morning, go, he sent to me. So, nice. uh, he said if they would go 4 no, he would uh, sign up. And sign up he did. So join us, everybody. It's fun over there. And it's only a dollar for an entire year, but it's running out. So act now. All right, Corey. So... We'll get Tom on here in a little bit to kind of talk bigger picture stuff of Florida State, but we spoke to Coach Mike Norvell as well as Alex Atkins, Adam Fuller, and John Papuchas on Monday, as we always do. My house was on fire, Uh, proverbially, not like literally, uh, figuratively rather. Not proverbially. Is that even a word? Uh, Figuratively. Uh, My cameras had no batteries, so I was like panicked. I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I really was able to pay a lot of attention to what was said. What were your big takeaways from Mike Norvell? I know you – you want to get some clarity on how we're going to run an offense when we have a kicker that we don't have a lot of confidence in. feel like we didn't maybe get a lot of clarity, or did I not hear the nuanced words and the stuff that you heard?
1: Well, he did acknowledge that Fitzgerald's not on point, quote-unquote. Hmm. Uh, I think I used the word struggling. Um, he did not. Um, you know, he did say that Fitzgerald was 10 of 13 last year, um, and he's missed a couple kicks here recently. So basically my question was um, – you know, all those times he went for it on fourth down in BC territory when it wasn't fourth and an inch, it was fourth and two, fourth and three, one was fourth and nine. Um, How much does it maybe factor into not maybe, and again, I worded it much more polite than this, not trusting your kicker. Um, And he said, now, look, if he's not on point, that does, that does play a part in the decision. It's a lot of gut. There's the analytics involved, the matchups, all that stuff. It's it's really I was gonna say it's what he's always said, but it's also kind of the truth. like it would be weird. I know that some people, these th- some analytical nerds, wh- want there to nice. be a hard hard and fast rule oh. about you always go for it on this. you always go for it here. You all, but, but I mean, you are playing the game. you are coaching in the game and if so I, I don't think you would ever want a coach that's just that doesn't uh, adapt or is a you know you know they can morph into something else and during the course of a game I think the way the game is going should dictate um how a decision you decide or your personnel should dictate it and in this instance uh you know the one the one real issue I've had with him on a fourth down decision this year and it wasn't even the fourth down decision it was the third down decision was at the Louisville game you know I know you're trying to center it in the middle of the field um, you, you have to know that your kicker is struggling mightily, and that's a pressure kick on the road. I just did not think in that moment you, when you have Johnny Wilson playing the way he's playing that you try to have win the game right there with one – don't don't try to set it up for a field goal. That's the one pr- issue I've had. Like, I didn't have any issues with him on Saturday night going forward on fourth down because I know the kicker. Like, also, if he had the an,
0: opponent was outmatched early on it seemed like right sure you
1: know. sure but in okay so say you're playing this week Say you're playing this week that'd be great first off and you're up 24 to 20 well let's say 34 30 with a minute and a half to go at wakes 26 yard line it's fourth and three what are you doing hmm. you've scored 34 points yeah you're so going, your man. offense is going well um now I don't know if you scored 28 points and kicked two field goals, or if you scored five touchdowns and missed an extra point, like happened this last <laughs> week. I don't know how you got to 34, but let's just say that, like, that's part of coaching is coaching to your team, and and knowing whether in a moment like this you can trust your kicker. Now even getting up seven isn't a big deal. So uh, well, let's say it's 37 to 30 or 36 to 30, but it's you, it's going to be a 46 yard field goal.
0: Yeah, no, you need a touchdown, yeah. you got No, make but like no, but
1: point. I'm saying you're winning 36-30. Oh, to 30. Oh, oh. And it's a 46-yarder, and it's fourth and three with a minute left.
0: Where at? Where's the ball spotted?
1: 30, 28-yard line. Okay. So. Wake's 28-yard line, fourth and three, fourth and four. Oh, man. Up by, up by five points, up by six points. So, sorry, up by six points where a field goal can yeah, two point, win the game.
0: Two-possession game.
1: Yeah, but you're also in danger of missing it. So what you just got it? That's part of coaching yeah, man. That's why he gets paid a lot of it. money.
0: Yeah, you go for it. It's just the the difference in the field position is not as big of a deal to you know because you go and get it. And obviously it's first down. the Clock, you're you're, not, you're only you know you're burning right. Clock. But not there is so. a chance
1: he makes it, and if he makes it, the game's over. So there's there's two schools of thought, but I think in that situation, the way he's been kicking so far this I year, I think you we, can
0: only kick him if you absolutely have to. If you're down by two with five seconds left and the ball's on the 34 yard line, like that's or a, if it's
1: fourth and 14 or something, right? Yeah, you. That's yeah. the
0: only way. And then he has to hit that, and that's going to be the way to reset everything. Yeah, I, I think. I I don't think he he you exactly like he's not going to come out to give you insurance. Like it's going to be like, man, we're you're all we got, man. You're all we got. Figure it out. And then if he does that, then everything is good. I think that's what's going to get him over the hump. But hopefully we're not one of those games if yeah, there's man, a game maybe, played this week.
1: Maybe they're all 30-point games. Uh, so that was that was a takeaway, but it wasn't even a takeaway. It's just it's kind of where I thought he was. Um, I thought that Fuller, I, the one thing that stood out with the way Fuller talked about this game in this offense he's about to face is he seemed, and I don't know if he's putting on a front. I wouldn't think so. He he said multiple times how confident he is in his defense. Like, he said it multiple times, like, I feel good about my defense. I'm confident in our guys um, when talking about the challenge of playing Wake Forest. Um, and you don't have to add that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. most coaches don't. Most coaches just talk about the challenge they're facing. Um, he repeatedly said how confident he was in his team, um, in his defense, which, you know, it was like a – like a quiet kind of confidence they they kind of filled me with a little bit of okay Adam little 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 chest boasting there like all right man he likes what he's seeing maybe he also got good news about who might be available this week oh uh, I really I really stretching Corey well I'm just saying he seemed he seemed very confident um, I, I don't I just don't ahead. remember him talking like that and you know we've been doing this for two and a half years now and Lord knows I've I've transcribed thousands upon thousands of his words. I don't remember him talking that confidently um especially going into a game like this. Uh maybe it was like to fill the guys up with confidence when he doesn't really believe it or he might actually believe that they have a good chance with the, in this game. He likes the matchup. So we'll we'll see, but that that was a takeaway that I had from Monday.
0: Yeah, I I think part of it is that Boston College offense was not great, but still they absolutely smothered them. I mean they absolutely yeah. smothered and stifled the heck out of them. So that's a good thing. And then I think it kind of goes back to whether it was you or Ira asking him about how you defend the slow mesh. And, you know, you kind of find yourself in that pick-your-poison range where it's like, all right, like, are you just going to leave guys on an island and, you know, see what happens in these 50-50 balls that they kind of throw up? And then he's like, well, yeah, you can do that. But then, you know, you're going to leave the run open and things like that. I, I think, and he mentioned it, it, a lot of it comes with who you have personnel-wise as opposed to, like, looking at other teams. So I think – they are they kind of want to be aggressive like Clemson is so I think he probably saw a film and it's like all right like they couldn't figure it out law of averages these crazy players are not going to keep going their way we'll play sound and physical and it'll be in our house uh, they won't have nearly the composure and poise they had in their own home field uh, so I, I'm sure he saw parallels I think in that game to this one was like all right plus you know a little bit of what you were asking about how good it is to have receivers. Uh, like he, they have right now, Florida State, to go up against and get ready. I think he also realizes he, he's got a good offense helping him out, too. You know, he mentioned the whole thing about, listen, on the scoreboard it doesn't say offense this, defense that. It's, yeah. it's Florida State on the scoreboard and then the other team on there. Uh, this is a good team right now. Somebody like pump your brakes, Aslan, you know, about them being very good. You know, you changed your tune three weeks ago. Um, yeah, man, we've seen them play some games.
1: There's some data. Yeah, There's some data available now. They look now. good.
0: They look good. Yeah. I look I think this stuff is. You can keep replicating this stuff. This doesn't feel very fluky or like, uh, you know, oh wow, they 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 pull that on themselves. Which yeah, you know, listen, some of the you know, Louisville game, LSU game came down the wire. You're not going to always maybe win games that come down to the wire, uh, but I don't know how many will come down to the wire. But yeah, I, I think he saw that he's probably look at the Clemson film. It's like all right, that's how they're going to probably play us, and if we if we want to go that route, I feel good about it. And if not we probably have some other stuff that we can do that the Clemson might not be able to do that we'll be able to, you know, stem the tide a little bit. So I think it probably a lot of it came from that, but that is good to hear because he's been very, listen, we got to get better. It's always, we got to get better. We're not close to where we want to be. And that seems to be a little bit more like, all right, like it's probably time for me to pat these guys on the back. Cause they're doing a good job. Defense done. All right, man, you know, coming off that, you know, pretty putrid last drive against LSU. They played really good late minute defense or late game defense, rather against Louisville and then just gave boston college no oxygen whatsoever so yeah no reason to not feel good about your team if you're adam fuller
1: well yeah and uh because they i mean they played that was the best game i think that's probably the best game they played since he's been here um against a real opponent mm. um you know it, they're struggling mightily boston College is on offense but still there's been a lot of teams that weren't very good on offense that moved up and down the field on this defense at times they didn't really do anything. It was a bunch of three and outs. It was some turnovers, you know. Until the last drive, they had 160 yards of offense. They were averaging like 3.1 yards per play. Um, so yeah, man, he should feel good about it. It was a, uh, it was is you know as dominant as they could be with their two best defensive players not on the field. So and he also I think it was Norvell maybe not Fuller that talked a lot about Jamie Robinson. Um, that it was Jamie Robinson's best game. And that's good to hear, too, because I'll be honest with you. And it's not like they're 4 0, so there's not, it's not a, it's a, it's a, I guess I'm picking nits here. But Jamie Robinson hasn't had quite the impact on these games that you thought he was going to have. He is, he is too good a player to not be an impact player. And through the first three games, he wasn't really making a a big impact. Now, Duquesne didn't matter, so let's just stay with LSU and Louisville. He had nice, he wasn't horrible. He just didn't have those standout flash plays that you expect from an all-ACC safety. And according to Norvell, he had his best game by far. So that that was good to see, right, to see Jamie back and uh, looking more like the guy we've come to know.
0: Yeah, graded out 68 on defense, which still is not really uh, where he has been in the past. You know, last year he finished the year at 74 on his defensive grade. Uh, but 68's the best grade that he's had against a Power 5 opponent. So, yeah. L- LSU was under 50. Uh, Louisville he was 64. Boston College, 68. So we'll take it. Good stuff, Jamie. It's Tuesday. Let's get Tom in the show. Right after this. You know football, and you pick winners all the time. You tell your friends about it. So why not get paid for these picks over at MyBookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple games together to increase your payouts. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, use the promo code WARCHANT, W-A-R-C-H-A-N-T, you know how to spell it, and your first deposit will secure you a double deposit bonus right on the spot, dollar for dollar, all the way up to 1000 My MyBookie's a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. Shout out to uh, our South Alabama Jags. They're uh, 4-0 against the spread this year. They're giving nine on the road against Louisiana a little bit nervous i'll just keep riding our jags Uh, meanwhile florida state is now a seven point favorite over wake i don't like that number i like the Knowles, but i don't know if i like that number the over is 66 still think we might hammer the over on that not going to tell you what to do on the florida state game just you know too much emotions not a good idea to do that kind of stuff but let's also hit the over on smu and ucf you know rhett lashley Gus on, old friends meeting up. It's going to be fireworks, I would think. Unless they know each other and stymie one another. But don't think that's going to happen. Let's take the over on that in the bounce house. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Tomorrow, we'll put Corey's feet to the fire. Have him give us some picks, some winners. It's not your father's bookie or your grandfather's bookie. It's mybookie. mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Tuesday. Tom's here, everybody. What up? Tom Lane, director of original content for Warchant.com, as well as the executive producer of the Jeff Cameron Show, which you can hear 1 to 3 o'clock weekdays, except for today, because it's Tuesday, and it's headlines day. Uh, game goes on 3.30, so that means terrible math, Tom. So, pre-game show hangout at Indigo 12.30? That's
2: it. 12.30, three hours before kickoff. <laughs> there's there's a wrinkle for noon kickoffs, Aslan. I was happy that that wasn't the, the case for this oh. game, so Makes it easy on us. 1230 Hotel Indigo. Watch along begins at 330. It'll be Dominic Robinson and somebody. Who, who's the other guy that starts the first half? I forget.
0: Oh, that'll be me. <laughs> um, but you guys shut it down and do the great job. So uh, shout out to Gene and Tom and everybody making that show awesome. Dominic as well. All right. So you're the you're the split vote here, uh, Tom. Although, I mean you know whatever so somebody on the boards our guy grumpy bk says i've swung my pendulum guys my pendulum has swung has swung completely the other way in three weeks yes we're a hard-playing disciplined football team with a very good quarterback when he's healthy and afforded time are we way better than last year and the years before sure but we won't know how good we really are until we get through these next three games um which like i don't know, sure yeah but like can i Tom, who do they want me to be, man? I feel like they're my ex-girlfriends. These guys, like you know, who do you want me to be? All you want me to be this grumpy guy? You want me to be this optimistic guy? Have we seen enough here in just four games? Yourself, am, just but, be yourself, Aslan. Just be yourself, buddy. I think they're good, man. Yeah. Uh, have we seen enough in like these four games? Let's just say three games. We won't count Duquesne. Like this is these are these are trends. These are this is their identity. These aren't you know there there's things that are not going to go by the wayside unless catastrophic injury comes to the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are some things I see from the coaching staff during the game where I say, why, why did you make that choice? Why? Why situationally did you do this on a fourth down, or things like that?" But with this staff and this team, they're well prepared at kickoff. Always, they're well prepared, and they're also passionate, and they're they're willing they're willing to run you over, whether they have the ball in their hands or whether they're chasing the ball. They're physical, they're intense, they're prepared. To me, those are three things that you couldn't say about Florida State for the last five years with any consistency. They're playing at a different level right now. Sure, if they win two out of the next three, they're a top fifteen, top twelve team in the country. But yeah, you could find out how much better they are. But right now, we already know the baseline is better. So this is a team that's worth celebrating and enjoying the ride with. Um, there will be other times if Mike Norvell keeps improving the program at this rate. There will be times in the next handful of years where you can, you know, bemoan little details. But for now, the ride's only going. It's only starting, and it's actually heading upwards, trending upwards. So. I'm like you I, I just I, I'd rather enjoy the moment right now that we're discussing a team that is 4 and 0. That that's a lot of fun and that's a different conversation than we've ever had since I've joined Warchant that's for sure.
1: And playing and, games that matter in October. Like yeah. not just matter to feel good about yourself but they're, they're, you're actually playing for something. That's that's yep. new around these parts as well.
0: Yeah, are, are we going to we're going to have, have another franchise show Tom that goes live when the playoff poll comes out, right? <laughs> we're gonna have to, when the playoff poll drops in the middle of the, of the evening and the week, we're going to have to let people know what's going on with that. I, I just, you know, we mentioned this on the show on Monday, Tom, like with this quarterback right now and the way he, you know, he quote unquote sees uh, things right now. I don't know if he's supremely athletically gifted as a quarterback, but man, his confidence, his intellect, and knowing where things have to go, who to look for, having a little bit more risk, sort of he's he's more risk averse now uh, or less risk averse rather like some of these throws that he's making a cam down the seam like he's going to continue to play this way hopefully he's only going to get healthier from here on out hopefully he doesn't sustain any more sort of damage um you know i just have nc say will be difficult man clemson's going to be difficult wake force going to be difficult i just think that man they're going to be in all these games obviously low bar to set but, I man, they have the ability, I think, to go out and make plays when they have to. They have the confidence now. They've done it in games. They have this quarterback. They have so many different freaking weapons, and they can get the yeah. ball them in so many different ways. And the defense now, again, Boston College not great, but I think the, the defense can do well enough to hold up that this offense can make more plays than what they're going up against. I mean, these are the sort of things. Where what, what, what are the weaknesses then? Uh, you Because know, I do feel really good about this team right now, Tom and I mean, what would you th- what are some of the weaknesses maybe that I'm not identifying if there are some that
2: are standing out to you? I mean, you know, if you're trying to poke holes in them, for it's it a kick like, game. Other than the kick game.
0: Sorry to interrupt you. Obviously, the
2: kickers a problem. Well, it's it's what are you trying to define them as if you're trying to define Florida State as a contender for the ACC and an outside, you know, dark horse candidate for the playoff, then you'd say the kicking game decision making uh, on fourth down. And the secondary, like those are the three things you'd start with. You'd add in injury concerns um, and a lack of depth. So those are the places that you poke holes. But I, I'm still judging this team based on that. You know, before the season, we said, can they get to eight wins or if the ball bounces well for them and injury luck is on their side? Can they get to nine wins? So judging against that threshold, there aren't many holes because they're solid. This is a solid football team. And although Jordan Travis might not be supremely athletically gifted from an NFL quarterback perspective, he's a supremely gifted athlete when, as it pertains to a college football player, and he's making better decisions with the football. So the thing I'd say that, that when you were listing the weapons and the ways they can get it done on offense, that's the best part about this group. We had talked for a long time. I know I did about trying to achieve balance on offense. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, game planning for Jordan Travis in this offense you know, usually you like to take away something that Florida State does best. Well, what are you taking yeah, away? Yeah. Because if it's Johnny Wilson, I mean, he hasn't been as big of a factor in two of these games. Uh, is it the running game? Well, Jordan can throw it. Is it the passing game? Well, they, they can run the RPOs and read options to death. So that's where it gets fun to me. Uh, this team is, is certainly capable of hitting the watermarks at eight wins and nine wins. If you want to judge them like they're going to be ranked in the top eight in the country, then I think you can get into more concerns that are legitimate because now the competition is the best of the best. I just find it rather funny in a good way. It's it's a, it's a hearty, fun chuckle that we're even entertaining a conversation like that. That means good things have happened between Duquesne and now.
1: What do you guys, uh, to, to completely shift track here, because in speaking like of Like the tracks, hurricane, hopefully. Yes, well... Look, man, I think anybody listening to this show right now, that's on the forefront of their mind. Is this this game going to even be played? Um, And so let's just, for the sake of a hypothetical, say that it has to be moved. In the long run, is that better for Florida State or worse for Florida State to get a bye week this week? Because you could make the case that, okay, it gives you obviously an extra week of Jordan Travis to get even healthier, and... Those two defensive linemen are enormous deals. And the more you can play with those two guys on your defensive line, so now you would think, okay, well, they would at least play the Wake Forest game three weeks from now. Would that not be better for Florida State? You have some great momentum, and it's always a bummer if a game gets canceled because of weather. But in the long term, is it better for Florida State? Would it be okay for Florida State to get a bye this week and get a little bit healthier for this stretch run? Or sorry for this three game sh- stretch right here.
2: Um, Aslan, you want that first?
1: Man,
0: I wanted to ask Mike on Monday, but again, like I had all these things going wrong with my uh, camera, which is all well my fault. I I'm, almost want to ask him kind of a question in that vein, Corey. About like, is it more important for you to get this game played this week, or is it more important to have this game played in Tallahassee at some point this year? Like. I don't know, man. I I think I know what you're saying, Corey, for sure, man. Like they they have some momentum. You'd hate to not have a game be played, but man, it would be nice to have a week off right now and then get ready for NC State and Clemson, because then you have a bye after those two games. But well, I no, don't know. The bye. That might be
1: where Wake gets fit into. Is that bye week? But that so isn't it that would be Octo- NC State, Clemson, Wake, perhaps? Yeah. But wouldn't that be October 29th? No, it'd be October 22nd. Well, they have a game, Wake Forest. That's the thing. Right, but they play Boston College. But Wake and Boston College both have an open week, October fifteenth. Oh, so the ACC could ask them and to move their game up a week, and then get and then Boston yeah. College has a bye week on October twenty second. Okay, Wake right. has a bye week this week, and then Florida State and Wake play October twenty second.
2: Ooh,
1: man. so it's the same three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in a different, different order. order. No, I,
0: no I'll, I'll change my mind. then. I will get the game played this week
1: because How I like a, let's go to New Orleans again, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing with that Superdome? They're not using it right now. Let's go to New Orleans. Yeah, no. Get the game played this week. I, I feel good about this matchup
0: and then get through NC State and Clemson. Catch your breath and then close out. Um, but now I would talk about it out loud. It's like, man, it'd be good to have a week off now. Save up for NC State. All right. I, you convinced me, Corey.
1: Yes. Well, it seemed like you kind of had an argument with yourself and I did listening to it.
0: Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Take the week
1: off. Play NC
0: State. Beat them. You're on top of the world. Beat Clemson. Beat Wake Forest. Okay. Who's going to stop you then?
2: I I think logistically, if they were going to move the game, you'd probably want to know by today, Tuesday, so that you could prepare for it and get your practice schedule all set because... If they're moving the game, I would think they'd want to move practices out of campus, off campus in Tallahassee. The business operations. For oh, game, you
1: mean move the game like the physical location of yes the sir. game. The physical I thought you meant location. like moving the game on the schedule.
2: No, sorry. Physically moving it for this upcoming weekend. If you yeah. were to move the venue for a game this Saturday, you'd want to know by Tuesday so you can get where you need to go. Make your arrangements to have practice all set so it's not interrupted and continuous. Wednesday. I don't even Thursday. think. I, well, they I, just, I mean,
0: I'm sorry. They just sent a schedule out earlier on. Uh, so they are still practicing. They plan on practicing Tuesday and Wednesday in Tallahassee just right. a little bit later than usual.
1: So. I, I I wouldn't know like the way it looks now, Tallahassee by Saturday afternoon will be fine. The way the track is, it should be really good weather probably even. Um, so I don't know where you would move it to where you would still have an advantage in, in the home crowd and you need an advantage. Like, Yep. I don't I I would say that's a non-starter with the to the ACC. If they want me to move this home game, our homecoming game, I would say no. We're going to you we reschedule it for October 22nd.
2: Yeah, I agree. They they've already moved all homecoming festivities to the spring game, which I find interesting. Uh, my wife was going to take part in some home game festivities as a uh, marching chief alum and uh, Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah, so they've already said that uh, to the band members, that it's it's the spring game, which I find interesting. You could have yeah. just moved it to Louisiana later. No, yeah, sure. Those lines. Uh, but, but even though I was talking like logistically, you'd want to know if you, the venue was going to change by Tuesday just for your own planning purposes. Right. I, I would say, yes, if if the, the, the date is moved, it's a net good for Florida State because your first game is on the road at NC State. That's a critical matchup. But then you have three home dates in a row after that, Clemson, Wake, and Georgia Tech. And so if you're going to move the bye week, at least you don't have to leave Tallahassee for three consecutive weeks of preparations. Travel takes a, a toll. And, and while you're playing a lot of games in a short period of time, and I think it would actually be a negative effect on your November slate because of attrition. And you know, that Syracuse game looks tougher. So Miami Syracuse in Florida in the span of 20 days, yeah. um, that wouldn't be good. and And you'd be a lot more tired. I think if you're just focusing on this three game set, Of your opponents being Wake, NC State, and Clemson, it would be a net positive if the game was move off to uh, moved off of this Saturday. But I don't want to see that. If it can be helped, I'd rather play the game this week because we want to see this team. I I can't get enough of them, and the sooner we watch them, the better for entertainment purposes.
1: Exactly. Uh, It just you know the fact that they canceled classes uh, for the rest of the week is not a great sign. Um, Again, the way it's tracking as we record this it doesn't kind of look like it's going to be anywhere near Tallahassee. I mean, relatively speaking, it's the state um, where it's going to be. It's not hitting us. It's not hitting dope Campbell stadium as, as it currently tracks, but you never know with these things. And it's also going to put a lot of people in jeopardy just in the state of Florida and some of your fans that you don't want to be driving up Friday through the remnants of a tropical storm or hurricane. But um, on the say, you know, just from a, a pragmatic football side of things, I just I we can't overstate how important Jared verse and Fabian Lovett are. You just can't overstate how important they are, especially I would think in a game against Wake Forest. Well, all three of these games coming up. But man, wouldn't it be nice in three weeks to have big number zero? You can do that little mesh thing all you want, gang. He might be pushing your center right into that stupid little slow mesh. And then that screws up everything. And you have five coming around the edge. You can't just sit there and hold the ball forever. Um, I it, uh, it gives you Amari and Cooper a chance to get even healthier. Um, maybe Winston Wright is available for all three of these games coming up. Who knows? Um, I just think it's it's a bummer. I'm not I'm not advocating for this. I want them to play. I hope they play. But uh, unlike the last time it happened, which I think was was it 17, the last time they had a game moved or canceled because of a hurricane was it the Louisiana Monroe game where yeah where they.
2: Well, yeah, they had uh, – Boise was moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee. Yeah, but they
1: still played that game. I meant yeah. one that was moved later on in the year. Oh, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, I, if it wasn't, it was close. But, like, that was a huge um, a factor in the way that season went in 17 because James Blackman's first start was not against Louisiana Monroe when they were going to win by, you know, 45 points. It was against NC State and Chubb, and that did not go well. That was not the team you wanted to play with a freshman quarterback – and after two and a half weeks off. So that was a, that really changed that impacted Florida state in a negative way for them not playing that game. And if you guys remember that Saturday and Doke was picture perfect blue skies, but they weren't playing, but whatever um, we're not going to litigate stuff from five years ago, gang. Um, but this, this time, I think you could make the argument that if it did get moved, it really does benefit Florida state. The one negative is you won't be playing Wake Forest coming off the Clemson game right they're heartbroken and physically exhausted you're going to be playing them after uh BC. if they move it around the BC game
2: yeah and the one thing i'd say just logistically the weather could be fine and the storm could have passed but the the consideration that officials have to take at the university and the city of tallahassee i suppose at the state level is if tallahassee is serving as a shelter city for those that have to evacuate from you know places in the south that could inf- that could uh, affect local schools and hotels and that might send a domino effect down the line to where your attendance is completely undercut because there's no there's no place for people to come here Um, I think that has to be a part of the math and it might not again it might not have anything to do with the weather on Saturday but just from a planning standpoint that's that's got to be a consideration that the university has uh, on Wednesday but we'll see the other thing I'd say too without being too much of a meteorologist we're banking on this thing to turn east as of Monday night what if it doesn't turn and it comes straight for Tallahassee and you haven't made those arrangements? You're
1: then run for the hills.
2: Yeah, exactly. Run yeah. for the
1: hills. Come up to my place in Atlanta, gang. We I go. got bedrooms.
0: I'm saying 18, Michael hit Panama City. And I went home and I was. I remember I was with my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend at the time, and she was like, yeah, hey, you you don't have power. I'm like, I know I was going to have power. I lost power for, I think, two and a half days when Michael yeah. hit Panama City. If this thing splits the difference between Tallahassee and Tampa, I still think, I'll, I mean, not that, you know, who cares about Aslan losing power, but I think I'm not the only person in this town that will lose power I mean, the the, the the facility will be all right, but I mean, I don't know how great it would be to play a game where, you know, maybe you're on day three of people not having power, but again, don't want to play meteorologist too much. There
1: also might be, there also maybe, you, you maybe move it to, I don't think you'd move it to Sunday. Um, I don't I don't think you would want to do that because then you're having to play NC State on short rest, but maybe later on Saturday, like every hour with something like that could matter. And maybe it's an 8 o'clock kickoff or an 8.30 kickoff. Um, maybe four or five hours does it it does impact the way I mean again we're we're not meteorologists although we're all really really smart we could do it if we wanted right (laughs) I feel like it what are you doing you're just looking at a couple uh I don't, I don't, I can't even. The I'm computer not even smart does all the work. The computer does all the work, man. The yeah, man. You just point work. at a green screen and say, look at this.
2: Well, here's, here's what I can do. I can copy and paste what a meteorologist says onto the message boards of Warchan. There you go. That's just yeah, absolutely, as good. It, just it, as good.
1: absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I, when none of us want it to happen. Uh, we definitely want this game to be played. It's just, it wouldn't be awful for this current Florida State team and what they're trying to accomplish to give some of those guys, because they have been, they have not been lucky injury wise to give some of those guys an extra week to get back for these this three game stretch coming up which is i know but that's as we, as games, we see it now man. it's clearly the toughest three game stretch on the schedule I know, but it's you know, we t- say a three-game stretch, but it's it's really not a
0: three-game stretch if if the you know they have to end up moving the game because you're not going to have that bye week to break. It's going
1: to eight. This is an eight-game stretch, man. You're going to play eight straight games, right? Well, yeah, but the one after Wake is Georgia Tech, and then Louisiana's in there too. I, I'm I'm more oh, about but Miami
0: the, and Syracuse are dot in there too, man.
1: This, you know it's oh no, it's not. There's I mean, I just meant the three-game stretch because it's three ranked teams, including two yeah. in the top ten. No. That's that's what I meant. This is the toughest stretch of the yeah. It's a, you know none of this is a cakewalk, man. Uh, but this three game stretch with three ranked teams in a row, one of the best offenses in the country coming in this week, we hope. Um yeah, man, it's it's not going to be easy. You just you'd want all you want all your NFL dudes able to play if they can. All right. Well, I'm sure this is what we talked about extensively on
0: central headlines which uh Tom will just be behind the scenes maybe just waving to all of you, but um That's right.
2: Just know it in your hearts, everybody, that I'm waving. I'm there.
0: But he'll have observations from practice up on the board. So check it Mm -hmm. out. Tom doing doing the work, keeping the site running. We appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for hanging out.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, Stay nimble these next few days. Love you, Tom. It's all love. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
0: Thanks again to Tom. Tuesdays with Tom. Tom Lang, director of original content for Warchant.com, as well as the executive producer of The Jeff Cameron Show. Corey, somebody um, I didn't again. Sorry, everybody. I I didn't do my job well on Monday.
1: Um, Don't say that, Tom or Aslan, whoever you are.
0: (laughs) But apparently, you know, Jeff Collins did get fired on Sunday, which we knew about. Apparently, I I haven't looked around. I just saw it on the message boards, which, again, is a dollar to hang out with all of us on the message board. It's cool. Lots of cool stuff happens on the message boards. But apparently, maybe I, I haven't seen like the Pete Thamel tweet where he just empties out the clip with like, here's 15 guys available for the job. But apparently I don't I, is it Florida State fan paranoia or has Alex Atkins actually been floated out as like a potential candidate for the Georgia Tech job? Hmm. And what do you what do you I know you have a very high opinion of, of Alex Atkins. You also have a very high opinion about what you can accomplish as an assistant at Florida State and how picky you should be uh, leaving here. Maybe that's even changed more so with this 4-0 start. Um, it, it seems on the surface to be a good job. The Jeff Collins hire seemed like a really good hire. Uh, I don't know if it was a bad hire, but obviously it didn't work. Uh, what would you think about leaving here with the trajectory of this program to take over at a place like Georgia Tech? Head coach, first
1: job. I mean, if you get offered a, a, a Power 5 head coaching job, I don't – uh, I know it's Georgia Tech. I don't. I don't know that you're that picky. I meant more like Alex Atkins, in my opinion, shouldn't go to, um, you know, Southern Ball Miss. State or something. Okay. Yeah, you know, I I think you get a power five job, you take it. Um, that said, is as big a fan as I am of him, and I am again, man. I wish you guys would go watch. If you don't go watch those press conferences that that Aslon usually films uh, in their in their entirety on mondays uh, he he is just, i just love the way he communicates uh it, it, he'll answer your question but it's it's succinct it's to the point he 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 give, he's insightful but it's he he answers his questions in clips and then he's done with it you know 20 words 30 words but they're good answers um i thought he was really good about um honest, i know this wasn't the question you asked we'll get back to that but um, when i asked him about um seeing, seeing Clemson do what they did in the passing game, but it wasn't like Clemson's guys were just running free Hmm. or just completely torching the wake forest secondary. It was just those wake forest DBs were in the right position a lot of times and just didn't make plays. Either DJ made a perfect throw or their receivers went up and made catches, which they hadn't been doing for most of the season Clemson's guys. So, uh, kind of asked them to think, what did that mean? And, um, you know, he he went into the whole, he, he really got insightful about how just because one team does it doesn't mean that you're going to run the exact same stuff that team does, and you're going to beat them the same way, and you're going to move the ball the same way. They're going to take some, they're going to try to take your strengths away and, and all that stuff. So go, go listen to his um, press conferences. They're always uh, entertaining, but I don't know if I'm a Georgia Tech big money booster and they do have them that I'm. I'm all that keen on a uh, one year offensive coordinator. a guy that's been an OC at Florida State for four four games. Like as good as Florida State has looked and as well respected as Alex Atkins is in this industry and his the trajectory that he's on, which I think is sky high, I don't know that that's gonna move the needle for Georgia Tech money boosters. I mean, it's Atlanta, and they've you know they've they've won games. They've been to Orange Bowls in our lifetime. They've won a national championship in my lifetime. And they went to the Orange Bowl. I don't know, man. Fifteen, less than a decade ago, well, twenty fourteen right? season,
0: when they lost. Yeah, they beat, beat in that the
1: incredible uh, Mississippi State <laughs> team, <laughs> number one team in the Obviously nation, previously number families. one team in the country. Um, after beating some eight and five teams, they, they just vaulted. Ahead of the defending national champs, that's cool. Although they need um, Auburn that
0: year. Auburn had come off. You know, Auburn was still favored to probably go back to. The no, but I mean, at the end
1: of the year, Auburn wasn't very good, and a right, And wasn't very right. good, and they got credit for beating. They they vaulted twenty spots for beating those two teams. LSU was all um, well that year. Yeah, but so, uh, so so yeah. I, I Georgia Tech, I think is you know I think they will make a run at Dion. If we want to talk about a Florida State Ooh. names, I, I think that's a guy they would make a run at. I think. I don't know if they're a sleeping giant necessarily, but there is so much talent in that state and they can't all go to Georgia. And if you got a guy that could somehow convince kids to come play at Georgia tech and that that's the selling point of Dion also. And he also has a, you know, obviously a long history with the city of Atlanta. Uh, he was drafted by, well, he wasn't drafted by the Braves, but he, he played for the Braves and he was drafted by the Falcons. Um, and It was a hall of famer with the Falcons. You know, that, that, that could be an, I think, I think, you make a run at him first, or you make a run at, uh, I don't know. Well, coastal Carolina. Yeah. Maybe the guy at Kansas. I just think Georgia tech is going to want to hire a head coach. Hmm. I I think that's where, where you go. And so that's the, that's the bummer with some of these jobs. Somebody like Atkins is like, well, you can't, you can't prove that you can be a head coach until you get a head coaching job. So, and do you want to leave Florida state for a lower head coaching job? to then move yourself up the ranks. You know, I I don't know. That's probably the trajectory though. Um, You know, Mike Norvell didn't go from Arizona state OC to Florida state. He had a lot of success at another school in between, but yes, I I would think that's paranoia. I wouldn't think that Alex Atkins is on on the top five of any power five job list right now. Not because he can't do it. Not because he won't eventually get there, but because I don't know that enough has been proven on that resume. Um, You know, he look, man, the team, the team he is currently employed by, went five and seven last year. We love what they're doing now, and you just have to look at it from a Georgia Tech fan's perspective. Okay, we hired who? Hmm. The OC for a team that went five and seven last year, and uh, you know it was four and zero this year with two last minute wins. I mean, I, I just think they, they they're going to make a run at a head coach. I think that's kind of the reality of, of where we are in 2022. The only assistants you're hiring at a at a power five school have to be alums like Kirby, right? Like have to be at a really great
0: program and kill it there
1: and have a, have a resume that, that have, have a resume of playing for in a lot of big games and, and whether they were an OC or DC or whatever, like a DC at Alabama an OC at Ohio state. Those mm-hmm. are the guys that could get power five jobs. I don't know the OC, the the first year OC at Florida state who, who just cracked the top 25 for the first time in four years is on somebody's radar right now. But Ask me again when this team's eleven to one, baby. Hmm. Ask, hey, he could name his job. He might be coaching at a. Who's going to fire their coach this year? What's another big school that's going to fire their coach? Uh,
0: Who's underperforming? Miami.
1: He might be. He might be replacing Cristobal in a couple Uh, of months.
0: Oh man, Um, yeah. I just wonder. You know, they have they have academic impediments to getting the best talent that's possible out there. but I I wonder like, it's not,
1: it's not Stanford. Uh, and and that's no disrespect to this, to Georgia tech. Uh, Georgia tech is a very, very good school. Uh, my son and I, I shouldn't even bring up Brady. I had no chance of getting into Georgia tech. Um, but for the football team, man, they, 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 they make, they make stuff happen for the football team. I mean, they, they, they get guys in there. Uh, they're trying to win games. Let's put it that way. Stanford, is a whole different animal, and I guess Notre Dame have they laxed there? I don't think so. that's why Brian standards? Kelly left, man. That's why Brian Kelly came yeah. out here, man. All you so no, at, Georgia Tech, it's not. You know, I'm sure it's a little different than like trying to get into, I don't know, Auburn as a football player, but not much. If you, if, if, if the best, if a five star wants to go to Georgia Tech, they'll let him in. It's just funny you said,
0: uh, you know, being an OC. I guess at Ohio State, they elevated Ryan Day from OC to head coach. But, you know, Tom Herman was an OC. He was the OC when they won the national title that first time around, but he didn't get a Power 5 job off the jump. He had to go to Houston right, uh, and then get the job at, at Texas, which didn't work out for him. So, um, yeah, I just wonder what kind of, you know, what kind of tall, you know, kind of tall cotton or whatever, high cotton. It doesn't seem like a,
1: many Power 5 schools are going to be hiring assistant coaches. It seems like they're going to hire coaches from – you know, probably non-power five schools, right? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the way it's it's trending, except for the big, big boys.
0: Yeah. Well, shout out Mike Elko. Although Duke lost to Kansas, come on, man! Come on, Mike.
1: I, he's done. He's done a pretty good job, man. As bad as that team was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, by the way, how about the Kansas team? Give me Damn. a break. That's crazy. Go to Nebraska, Lance. Bring him back. Really Please, something. please bring him back. Uh, and then, last thing on the way out, Florida
0: State, NC State, either 7.30, ABC, or 8 p.m. on the ACC Network.
1: Uh, oh, what? No. Yeah. It's on the ACC Network? Either. either. Well, it's uh, to be determined. To be determined. Okay. I was going to say, a- that needs to be an ABC or an ESPN game. That's yeah. a big game. Yeah. Well, it okay. might be undefeated Florida State yes. versus undefeated NC State coming off a win over Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, that would be one of the bigger games in the country. It does not need to be on the ACC network. And you guys know I love the ACC network more than anything, more than my son, more than life. But Maybe that they, game does that game belongs to the masses, not to, uh, you know, Ray-Ban sunglasses or whatever, the tech glasses that they're trying to sell. To your point,
0: I think if both teams were to lose this weekend, if, the, if Florida State does play Wake, like if they were to lose and NC State were to lose, then it probably goes to ACC network. But if either okay. one of those teams wins, I would think that's good, especially if it's Florida State uh, you know, being ranked, that's probably good enough to put it on ABC.
1: What would be crazy if they end up canceling this game is the real bad weather, if you look at the way this thing is tracking and the way these things traditionally track when they hit this part of the state, Ooh, is it's going to be like South Carolina on Saturday. Yeah, It's going to be a deluge, and uh, they'll play that game meanwhile like we talked about tallahassee will be bright sunshine and they will not be playing remember that clemson notre dame game from a few years ago the bring your own guts game yeah the yeah. Dabo yapped about they yeah. played that in a, and notre dame played like nc state in a hurricane a few years ago yeah, that I mean, might have been crazy michael crazy that might have been the remnants of michael yeah um, and but they'll play those games but uh they, you know I, I get it i get it hurricanes are hard and hey First and foremost, we do have people all over the state and all over the world, really. Damn, but a lot it's... of people in this state listening to our broadcast, please understand that we are not just diminishing how how uh, how serious this is. And we really want you all to get out of harm's way um, if you can, um, because, yeah, these things do not mess around with cat fours, man. So please get out of the way of this thing. And I hope everything goes well for the people. If you guys are. Um, and we might be, too. Who knows where this thing's going to end up landing. But if you're in the middle of this thing or that thing's coming right at you, please leave and get, get to safety. Where are the lasers at? You know, where are the lasers at to go above the
0: uprights? Where are the lasers at to break up a hurricane? Um, let's, oh, I see. Harness, I was wondering where you
1: were going with that. Can we
0: not harness all this technology that we have in the country, and the world, to what like, are, break like, up a literally, hurricane? Literally,
1: what are they doing at MIT? <laughs> All we want is friggin' lasers to break up hurricanes, gang. And you can't even do that. What are you you working on? I'm sure you're working on mice and you're no, coming to with some goofy that, formula. No, they're, yeah, robots, robots to take over the world. Yeah. We don't need yeah, Nobody's looking for robots uh for anything. Um untoward or or even uh you know, stuff that would make society better. We don't need it, man. All we want is lasers to break up bad weather and to get rid of tornadoes. I mean, we've made all these advances in technology, Aslan. All of all of them. It's We're crazy. Fine with, like, with, no flying cars. Okay, fine. No flying cars, whatever. But Lasers. think about watching a movie in like 1989, which I did, these futuristic movies. Yeah. And somebody takes out of their pocket a, a, a square, looks at it, and can see from a thousand miles away, somebody's ringing their doorbell. You know what I mean? Or are or, or just there's food being delivered to them because they hit a button on the phone, yeah. and or you can talk to it, and it says, "Oh, how are you? Oh, okay." I'll, um, that that song is by Rick Astley. <laughs> like all these things you can do with technology now that 35 years ago I'd have been get out of here. There's no way that's going to happen. So they've done they've made all these great strides, but you're right. The weather's still the weather. Don't do anything about it. Don't even seem to care about it. Father time, Mother Nature, undefeated. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Good undefeated. call.
0: All right, we'll go to practice. We'll bring back information and knowledge and do a podcast. I'll be on the lookout for uh, all the interviews. I'll have my batteries charged, promise everybody. So that'll all be up and running. And then headlines from 1 to 3 o'clock. Observations, uh, video from practice, all that over at which, again, still $1 until Saturday. Get on.
1: Get in it. A lot of your friends have done it, and they're not regretting it. Go in there and get some. <laughs>
0: that's a way to phrase it <laughs> anyway he's Corey. i'm asl thank you for listening to wake up board champ presented by the corner pocket barn grill